Hello, me and Austin. This isn't quite a Friday night shudder. This is a new little segment I'll do habitually called Friday Night Shudder Limitless, in which I'll use my Odeon Limitless card. It's a cool thing we have in the UK. Pay nineteen ninety nine a month, and you can see any number of movies you want in Odeon. And as I have local Odeon, I choose that as my single choice. So I'm going to be doing segments or mini sort of reviews every now and again based on what I see at the Odeon in my little town. And last night I saw Venom. So this is going to be episode one, Friday Night Shadow Limitless, Venom. So my thoughts on Venom. It's a strange movie to really do. So you're in a strange movie reader reviewer because on one hand it's a mess, it's a complete mess. Tonally, consistently, lighting, directing, action sequence, composition of shots, it's not particularly good. It's a movie that, like Josh Trant's Fantastic Four from a few years ago, was designed to be one thing, and then in the midst of shooting, it started veering away from that. In case of Fantastic Four, the vibe they were going for was a Cronenberg body horror, but unfortunately, the director did not have sensibilities to maintain that over a full movie, and even if he did have those sensibilities, and the sense of patience and, you know, calm, the good director need. He had the studio which wouldn't prepare to actually go distance and, you know, commit to it, for lack of better. It goes back to what Reed Stephens was saying about Amazing Spider-Man. You sign on to these movies, and I'm paraphrasing, you sign on to these movies with an idea in mind, but the reality isn't you're dealing with so many studios, executives and producers, that you can never really have that movie that you want. In Reeves case, he wanted Lizard to be a cannibal, but that's never going to happen. And in case of Fantastic Four, clearly Ruben Fleischer's goal in the director of the movie was to make a horror movie, a really stark horror movie, and it hasn't really worked. It's kind of strange that he would want to make a restock horror movie when his mo- breakout movie, Zombieland, was a rousing action adventure movie with good sense of humour. In this case, personal Venom that rework are uh, when it has a good sense of humour and plays up the ridiculousness of the idea at hand. Basically, symbiote. When movie plays the idea of symbiotes and the symbiosis straight and goes into excruciating detail on the symbiosis protocol and nature of their existence it's pretty pretty mediocre when it takes this too seriously it's pretty pretty mediocre when it starts going a bit safe and having sense of humor it's actually quite an enjoyable experience tom hardy is in a different movie to all the other actors for approximately 75 percent of the screen time he has he is acting as if he's in a Coen Brothers movie, an uh, early era Coen Brothers movie. Early 90s, I guess, something like a Raising Arizona. Where, oh, I suppose you'd say Big Lebowski, where he's acting against the movie itself. And in something like Big Lebowski, it was intentional by everyone involved. And in the case of Venom, it's just Tom Hardy trying to turn this into something. 
he can work with. And he is extremely entertaining. It's a tour de force, bizarre performance in the best nature of someone like Tom Wizzo is that Tom Hardy is a better actor and he's doing this on purpose. He's not he's not trying to be deliver a great performance and failing. He's trying to deliver Nicholas Cage style performance and succeeding. And indeed many of the movie's best moments are rooted in Tom Hardy, who has a exceptional sense of comic timing, which at points goes against what the movie is trying to achieve. But at the same time, it's so entertaining you won't care. Indeed, your audience I saw move with were very, very entertained by how strange Tom Hardy was. At first, there was a bit of reluctance to get into his particular brand of odd acting. But after a while, people went there and there was a lot of laughter from the audience. It seems to be Tom Hardy's venom. People weren't quite sure what to expect after that terrible... Not terrible. I think terrible is the wrong word. I don't think you can call Spider-Man 3's version of Venom terrible because it, the character intrinsically is not particularly good. It might get some backlash for that. I might not, you know. But I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who grew up reading Venom in Spider-Man comics and his own comics. And even people read com- the Venom comics today uh, with the Agent Flash saga who are very protective of character. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, I mean, I know why, because you have characters you love, you love them irrationally. Like, I'm a fan of Hawkman and his... Yeah, his entire mythology. Because he's so ludicrous and so bad. And if they make a Hawkman movie, I'd be there day one. So I can understand that protectiveness of characters... Yeah, at the same time, I don't really feel Venom ever had that much to offer. Maybe the Flash Thompson one, where where the symbiote is used less as a horror movie trope and more as a soldier using a weapon in battle and he can't really control, because I found that really interesting. And they made him more of a superhero by my sensibilities in terms of movies in general, more horror, but in terms of comic books are more superhero based, I guess you'd say. I'm a fan of superhero. I I looks like I'm recording this. I recorded it last night and the quality went to shit. The rest of the movie, the villain is okay. Problem is, I I won't try not go too far into spoilers. But the thing that's both about these movies. Increasingly now is Wing of Villains literally dark representation of a hero because it's not particularly interesting. Although here they do some cool things by fleshing out the backstory between the symbiotes, um, in this case the good, the slight less evil one and the completely evil one. So that's quite interesting. Although it does create problems because if the rumours are true and they want carnage in the sequel, what is that going to do different than this movie did? I mean, in terms of power sets, we've seen a symbiote fight a symbiote, and it was kind of flat and poorly executed. I mean, there are some good action sequences in there. There's one and which fights into full horror nature of the mo- attempt of the movie, even. Where it's very Batman Begins, where Venom is picking soldiers off from shadows... 
but at the same time, as good as it is, it doesn't fit totally for a movie is at that point where it's become more of a goofy Coen Brothers-esque comedy. Indeed, the whole movie could be seen as a Coen Brothers-style super movie, not as good, or, and you would, I would love to see a Coen Brothers super movie, but you'd get sort of that vibe. The other actors, Michelle Williams, is wasted. Uh, she's a great actress, but it's clear that she wanted to work with Tom Hardy and the people involved in the movie do want to work with her because she gets nothing to do until the end to which she gets more of a sense of humour and then comes good performance. It's an increasingly frustrating part of super movies that female roles are written as shit. And it's always justified with we're not main characters, but at the same time, it's... These actresses might be happy to get a paycheck and work with certain actors and things like that, and that's fine, you know. But you feel like Rachel McAdams and Michelle Williams and some of the other ones, um, you just wish they'd given more to work with. Because you see some like Zoe Saldana in Guardians in um, Avengers Infinity War. She's not best. She's a good actress. She's not best actress on planet. But they gave her something to work with in Infinity War. And she grabbed it with both hands. And did a really, really fucking good job. And she'd been good in Guardians movies up to that point. But that was full on, full on acting. Full on. You have to carry most of this billion dollar movie on your back essentially main cancel movie were her Tony, her Rob Down Jr and Chris Hemsworth, they were the main three of that movie and they had carried on their fucking back and she carried it like a pro and if you give these actresses something to work with in these super movies you'll get good results but unfortunately a lot of them they don't and it's a basic basic flaw of the writing because there's no reason that they shouldn't have fully fledged character arts of their own and snappy dialogue it's just done poorly unfortunately in a lot of these movies and that might be a committee thing but i think while you can say that i really real problem lies with the original writing movie so my final thoughts on Venom, I really enjoyed it. I, um, well, I say I really enjoyed it. It starts really bad, really confusing, really poorly timed and executed structured. And it only really gets good when Tom Hardy's allowed cut loose a bit and the movie starts going with it. And even Symbiote starts going with it and you get this weird buddy dynamic with here, him and A. Brock and that's great. That's the movie they should have made all along. And it's a movie where I want, I actually do want to see sequels. So I wouldn't say it's good. I wouldn't say it's bad. I'd say it's, it's a movie which finds its feet in 13 too late, but then becomes really entertaining from that point. I would recommend it. I think you'd have a good time. It's nearing in on first of modern super movies to be so bad it's good, I guess. So, yeah. But then again, I like Suicide Squad, so what I know. Anyway, this is first episode of FNS Limitless, and I hope you enjoy it, and I will see if I can do another one down the line when I find something I want to watch at Odin. Until then, remember, life is beautiful. <laughs>